Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And my name is Richard Roman. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Fuck you, that's my name. You know why, mister? <laughs> because you drove a Hyundai to get here tonight. I drove an $80,000 BMW. That's my name. That scared me. Cue the theme song. They say it was so hot downtown this afternoon. Grown men on the street corner were going up to cops. Begging the cops to shoot. Nice guy. I don't give a shit. Good father. Fuck you. Go home and play with your kids. You want to work here? Close. Get them to sign on the line which is dotted. A, B, C. A, always B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. Always be closing. All right. We're coming at you with a 1992 film called Glengarry Glen Ross. Glengarry Glen Ross. This is a uh, 1984 Pulitzer Prize winning play. David uh, Mamet. Converted mm-hmm. into a movie with a pretty amazing cast. Al Pacino, Alec Baldwin, Jack Lemmon, Kevin Spacey, uh, Ed Harris, Alan Arkin, Jonathan Price. Yeah, like pretty stellar. We should about that? Every name, a household name now. Yeah, and like yeah. this move, this play was like had won everything, and then the movie won a bunch of Golden Globes and Oscars. Was nominated for like a ton of shit. So this is like a like critically, the writing is critically acclaimed. Oh, it's won like three big Broadway awards or something like that. I can't. Yeah, remember it won a ton of shit. Now, but it, and then and then David Mamet adapted the screenplay from his play. And the original Alec Baldwin scene is not in the play. It nope. is it was never in. He wrote that just for the movie. I, I actually was listening to a podcast, a new podcast with him, and uh, I think it was uh, Rob Lowe. Like right after we watched this, the next day I listened to him talking about how this wasn't in the play, and it's a David Mamet, Dave, David Mamet wrote it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, so a Pulitzer Prize uh, wasn't enough. He had to rewrite it." And <laughs> and apparently David Mamet was saying that since these guys kind of become criminals, he felt like the play didn't have it. He wanted to have a scene that gave them a little bit of a push because these guys are going from everyday Joes to some of them are going to be committing crimes. So he thought it needed some kind of a scene that that gave them that push over the ledge. And that's Al- the Alec Baldwin's scene? Yeah, yeah Alec, that scene's never in the yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It's a steak razor. Well, um, Glengarry Glen Ross follows a, um, a uh, housing development sales office. Yeah, and in, in like a real estate investment place. I don't know. They're picking up cheap parcels all over. You definitely get the sense that not much of what they're doing is on the up and up. They're just trying to sell barren land. And I guess if they get enough pre-sales, they will turn it around. It's their, What they're selling is an investment to their buyers. They expect value to, to go up really quick. So I wouldn't be buying either. Um, but uh, what's happening at the office is they're having a bit of a contest. Uh, first prize is a Cadillac Eldorado. You want to see second prize? Set of steak knives. Yeah. Third place is you're fired. Fourth place is get the fuck out. You're fired too. So it's not a lot of uh, weird incentivizing of the the boys to get going. Uh, The only problem is, is that they're been given shitty leads to work with. uh, And then the Glengarry leads come in and they're primo, but they're only for closers. So hijinks ensue as the uh, four men of the office, five men, I guess, of the office, try and figure out how to turn some shit around. How to sell. Yeah. It's interesting. I feel like um, 
it hasn't aged well as a as a story that relates today. It feels very. Well, it's a period piece. Yeah. It ki- yeah, it kind of is. It just it's, even with the old phones. Yeah, and, it um, totally is. I think it's fine. But I'm aging. just mean like uh, translating to uh, the themes and stuff because like the themes in this movie, the thing that I think the reason this was so coveted was because everybody who speaks in the movie is only speaking to manipulate someone in some way from the beginning to the end it's just manipulation 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 and i feel like that probably wasn't uh something that was big at the time and that was like uh, oh my god yeah people just talk to other people to get what they want type of uh lightning bolt thing and that doesn't seem like in 2020, that's a huge revelation compared to what's going on today. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't feel ever, like those like who, themes. Have you ever worked in high pressure sales? Because uh, I have not. Neither. Forty years ago, I have, and it's like this. Like these are the people that thrive in those things are like yeah. the fucking schemy, or like the absolutely brazen alpha, like like fucking Baldwin type characters. Yeah. Like I'm not this, saying this is it's all not about real. I'm no, just no. saying it. No, no, no. I know. But that you're saying it doesn't translate. I'm saying those salesmen like exist. I think a lot of that schmarmy salesman stuff is kind of seen. It's, it's golden days already, but I think that's still like this high pressure sales stuff, I think still would translate for certain people. That that's was a study. That right? was the only interesting part for me was um, when they were talking on the phone and you could see how each one of them had a different scam. One was talking yeah. about how you were going to yeah. get a prize if you could come over, and and Roma they just invite themselves. And Roma didn't even use Shelly leads. Levine Roma just got cringiest. Ro- yeah. I mean, Roma is the biggest piece of shit because he just gets people hammered and yeah. fucking makes them sign shit when they're drunk. He may as well be a rapist. Like he, it's as bad as getting a girl drunk to fuck her is what he's doing because like he doesn't know <laughs> if these he, the other people get vetted for the leads. He just fucking preys upon drunk people at bars. Yeah, I mean, he's the, in my opinion, he's the biggest piece of shit. As a salesperson. It's, so here's here's something like this is really isn't a movie where you're cheering for anybody. Yeah, which is a part of the problem, I think. Like I don't I don't know anything about any of these people from the beginning of the movie. And the Jack Lemon thing, those phone calls about his daughter and stuff, like I don't even know him and I've never met his wife and his daughter. So it's just like kinda empty on the other end phone calls. And if you were cheering for, for the machine and I think at times you really want to, but he's the guy who ended up breaking in and doing it. And that's not, do you forgive him for needing to do it for he's his daughter or desperate? Yeah. It, his but desperation comes across. Absolutely. Dick. But it doesn't make him likable. He just no, gets I'm not saying he's slimier. Likable. No, he's yeah. totally slimy. Yeah. No, yeah. I wasn't saying the way he, he treats just, Kevin Spacey. Him, no, no, no. I know. Me too. <laughs> the <laughs> way, the way he treats Kevin Spacey makes him more like you, you could like him and feel sorry for him. But whenever he like, Bewades Kevin Spacey and the, the way he does and acts like he's so much better than Kevin Spacey. I don't like him, so it it diffuses my sympathy for him. Kind of when he's like, "You're not, you don't fucking know. like." I I I don't like him when he does that to Spacey. I think maybe before when I watched the movie, I hated Spacey. I kind of side with Spacey a lot of the he's time. He's got a in group of arguments. children to control, like yeah. Ed, Ed Harris's character flying off the handle at every minute and sowing dissension into the ranks. And he's at least got a few sales. He's up on the board as number two with like twenty eight or twenty seven thousand. And I wonder, is that their total sales or is that just their commission for the month? I'm, I'm not sure because the prize for the month is a Cadillac. Yeah, so I don't know. Like maybe it's quarterly. That's still like a, a big bonus. Yeah, is it? A, is and it he monthly? says he says it's six thousand bucks for that contract. 
Yeah. Is, so if he's selling 10 to 20 of these contracts, I mean, yeah, he'd be having a the one that lemon sells, sold six lots. So the one yeah. that lemon sells at the end was 12,000, I believe. That was his commission. Yeah, it was like oh, that was 90, just his. 90 grand was the sale. Yeah, 12 grand would have but been But that would have been his. gone up on the board. It was 12 grand, I'm right? Sure. Is it I just don't know. the commission or, or is it the 82,000? Yeah, because that would get him a little closer to, to Richard. Roma, yeah, because yeah, he sold 82,000 shares. In the 80s, yeah. you could buy parcels of land for like that much. So I think that that's where, that, where the money would be. Because you're, yeah. not, you're not making 80 grand commission. Those yeah, that's true. He's selling think, swamp yeah. land, so it's not going for Yeah, that's. I think that's about right. So yeah, he almost caught up to... To Roma. Uh, to Roma. Um, I also found the directing. What did you? I thought the directing. I know that they they were doing a minimal directing thing, but I thought the way they did that camera pushing stuff a lot of the time, like a Roma at the table. Yeah, there's when other he slides next to the guy and the camera. You don't like that? No, no. Really they did why? it again. They did it again when those it, two guys are at the bar, where they just the camera like d- drastically moves and then like yeah, settles. It's right when it's right when Roma turns to sell him, because yeah. before that he's just he's making a friend. Right I, for me, yeah, I and feel he's like drinking and making a friend and plying him with drinks, and then boom, the camera moves in, and what's this? Yeah, but this for a, good, what's for this land, yeah. it's a dream. But you, but a good director wouldn't have made that so obvious. Like he made that that pull like so it's obvious. obvious to you because you're a film geek. It to most people, it's just it's it's I don't something think that it's, is. I think I to think a lot of people, it would just be camera obvious. movement. Camera moves a lot through movies. People don't pick up on those things. It's all it's all more subconscious I, for them. Yeah, I like when I don't notice the camera stuff. And maybe it makes me feel an emotional way. But that particular move that Colin was just talking about. I think you it guys just, are looking for A it. disaster. I, no. I wasn't, though. I hadn't seen this movie in long enough to remember. But I was as excited, soon as it happened, so excited to watch this movie. Yeah, I have hugely great memories of this movie. I seen this movie in 12, yeah. 14 years, maybe. Yeah. I always liked this movie when I was younger. I lo- I still love the performances in this movie. Like I yeah, think so Jack I. Lemon and and Pacino like absolutely kill it. Um, because Lemon's like so smarmy, kind of, and his like phone pitch is like when he goes into robot mode. Hello, Mrs. Nyborg. Now listen very carefully. Yeah, it's just all uh, good. Grace. Yeah, and he's, he's doing that shit. That. And then like watching him and Roma play off each other when they're trying to game Jonathan Price. Uh, in the last little bit and they're like flipping off like we have it's so it's kind of like really on the nose and obvious but at least they're come the camaraderie the way they're teaming up over i it didn't like sense. that stuff though because of the time of night that they're doing it they're this like eight or nine or ten the at time night, doesn't and, make any sense and it doesn't movie. make any sense they're calling yeah. these people wanting to show up at their house at 10 o'clock and then he says his assistant is there what her, he, him and his assistant are working at 10 o'clock on a rainy fucking Wednesday? Like, Dude, why? I used to sell vacuums and we'd be working at eight or nine o'clock at night in people's homes and there's people back at the office. Wow. This shit exists. All right. That's what I'm telling you. It's like, this to you feels like it's unrealistic, whatever. I'm saying this is a period piece, obviously. It's like obviously different now and like we have mobile phones and there's a whole different way of connectivity and sales and all the rest of that shit. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as a piece in time, this is all the way shit is. But I don't think it's, it's not unrealistic necessarily. What I think is, is it's not interesting. Like, I just don't really give a fuck about any of these characters. <laughs> I don't, I think it's boring. Like, selling How? land is it's boring. It's a character study of all these people. It's not about selling land. It's about all of these characters. I, like I you don't see, know. Like John just said, like, you see Shelley, you learn about Roma, you learn Ed Harris's character. You see the Alan Arkin character is just like, he's just abandoned hope. He's just like this fucking downtrodden, beat up man. Ed Harris is the fucking schemer. He's the hothead. You even see Baldwin fucking address him when he's doing his speech. And he goes right at Harris because he's there to motivate them. And he's picking apart every single one. Roma and Baldwin are peas in a pod. Levine, I mean, Levine's a fucking schmarmy... <laughs> 
But I don't like fucking but whatever. I, I, I don't. I, I but you don't, don't need like, to like them. It's it's about it. It's a to me. It's I, a story. It's I, I not need like to a like hero. them if I'm going to watch them for two hours. I don't if think I, so. I think you can tell an interesting story with never having one of them be like a particular hero in this. It can be. It's a. It takes a place over a day and a half, and it's all about this leads that get stolen in the sales office. I don't even think it takes like, a day and a half. It starts at night, and then in the morning, it takes place in like twelve hours. If if I'm not correct, it's like it's like late at night and then it's morning and the robbery happened. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, it it's like very it. compressed amount of time. Yeah, but like I still don't like any of these people, or I'm not interested. Really interested or engaged in their schemes. To me, I I, I I'm I just found it to be very flat footed this time. I, I like some of the dialogue and I liked some of the scenes. I liked the second half of the movie where the robbery had happened because I felt like there was way more tension with the door kept opening and stuff. And, and you didn't, I mean, the first time you saw it, you didn't know who was the ones who were in on it other than, other than Ed Harris, you knew he was, but you didn't know what happened. You, you do think Levine, cause I watched that really close to this time. They're trying to make you think Levine did do it, but it wasn't him. It was, uh, who what's, was Levine? Sorry, not Levine. Uh, Arkin. Arkin. You, they're trying to make it because Arkin. I can't like, remember Arkin's name. We're going to dip in and out of like actors names. Yeah. We'll just call him Arkin. We'll just, we'll just call him Arkin and, uh, Lemon. Lemon and. So anyway, the George. one weird thing was... Uh, George, totally forgettable name. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just like him. When he... Uh, the the one other thing is is how bad the acting is when th- like him and Arkin are both like, Oh, I can't... I, you, you accuse me? They accuse me? Oh, I'm out of here. Oh, I'm out of here. I'm so pissed off. I'm out of here. And then Harris tries to do his where he's like quitting. He's like, fuck you. Fuck this place. Fuck this place. I thought that was all like super not great. Really? Yeah. If I was if I was the cops, I'd be like, that guy fucking did it for sure. And now he's quitting. No, no, no. Get my hair back in the He was doing it before. That was his. It's, it's commensurate with his I, character I found, before and after. I just found it all silly this time. He's a hothead. He's a fucking... I mean, he's a total fucking steam kettle. See, I think I agree that this movie is like it's about the story, but I, I just I, I don't like it's weird for me I, that I can't get behind one of the characters. Mm-hmm. There are moments when I'm kind of behind them at, at a time, at a point in time, like when when Rome is being nice to the machine after a sale and he's trying to tell a story. And uh, David Harris's character is like just flipping out and totally like nervous babbling because he's feeling so guilty and I'm like ah oh, look at Pacino he's a stand up guy standing up for the machine yeah those guys gotta stay together and then like moments later they're like ah fuck you and piss on this and then they're trying to like not just pressure sale but like swindle a guy that's where it kind of yeah when they, like that who are guy the real comes, thieves here everybody right yeah when that so, guy comes into the office and uh, and Pacino asks him to be a party to uh, their bullshit and then they try and get the fuck out of there before that guy can get his money back um, because a lot of stuff also didn't make any sense to me this time. What? So, for example, <laughs> what was confusing about for example, for example, why would Kevin Spacey lie to Al Pacino about his contract not being stolen and his contract going down if he knew Al Pacino was going to have to resign and refile the paperwork? Why would Kevin Spacey lie to Pacino and say that it, it he did it and it went down? To just, I thought he was just to squash he knows, the. No, he's got enough on his plate. He's just trying to kill the. But he lied to Pacino before that guy came into the office. Yeah, Pacino said his name three times. He was like, "Yeah, no, it's good." 
Why would he lie? Pacino's got to go. Because the office has been broken in, and all he needs is that one more fucking headache. He's got a cop in his office. He's in the middle of interviewing somebody. So you think he's he's like lying just to get I him think out he's of his just, hair? Yeah, I think he's just like get the fuck out of but here. All, with this. Yeah, your contract's gone. No problem. All Pacino's other contracts though had to be resigned. So like, why not just say you got to resign everything? Why lie about that one contract? Because because a bunch his of his contract. Because uh, a bunch of his other shit, he was gonna have to go resign, and then Kevin Spacey's like, no. The guys are going to do it. You don't have to do it. Why didn't he just say that with the other contract too? It didn't make any sense. I, I was very confused by that. Then he lied to the client who was standing right there who was going to have to re-sign that contract and refile the paperwork. He lied to that guy too. The, what's his name? Um, his name they said a million Price. times. I can't remember his Price, name. Yeah, Let's call him Price. Price. Sure. So then, then Spacey lies to that guy. That guy was right there. If he thought that the, the deal was still, that guy was still going to honor the deal, he could have had Pacino resign it right there. And like, here's the, But that's the thing is he he fucks that up. He thinks that he just... Yeah, he plays quick, it wrong. He, he quick tries to lie to that guy to, to, to be part of the... Like, be part of the sale there. Yeah. And he fucks up. So this, what he does is... Like, you're right. Stolen. It doesn't make sense. It was a fucking mistake. And he shouldn't have said it because even even Roma is like, you fucking cunt. Because yeah. he's like, you you never fucking talk unless you know the shot. He was just trying to say what he thought the guy wanted to hear. That wasn't about him. That was just about that was just about trying to do what he needed to do for that situation. And he made the wrong call. So you're right. Did it make sense? No. He should have shut the fuck up. He made a mistake. No. What I'm saying is it. him lying about it being all. I know what you're good, saying before. That, no. Both times him lying about it being all good makes no sense because that guy. You have to run down. They'd have to run down and go get. Can you imagine if when you were in high Mitch pressure and sales, come resign all of his contracts? So why would he want to? That deal guy's with this right, right now? fucking there. So why not say, you know what, your contract got stolen, but you can resign right now and I'll run it down to the bank. That's fucking way a way better lie. Not that's not even a lie. Everything about this place is a scheme. So he's scheming there too. Yeah. What? Scheming what I like? What? Not get the money? He's not going to get the signature. He doesn't. No, but he doesn't know the play. And the thing is, is that you don't know the play either. You don't like these guys are all fucking schemes all the fucking time. So if he's saying that, there's probably an angle that he's that Spacey's considering. What? what yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. That's it. That's he's just he's he's looking for an angle. So what, that's it. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. What I um, what I liked about all that scene was that he played it wrong. And that they got to rip him for that, um, like that—that that was to show like exactly how talented um, uh, Roma and, and the machine are at their jobs. Like they're so in tune back and forth. And then you get the rookie Kevin Spacey coming in. So the fact that they blew him up on that was absolutely fine. It's just I, I wondered. Um, so the night that everything the break in happened, right? We see everybody leave and go home, and then Roma is still in the bar trying to sell James is his, is his name James Link. And then he Link, wraps. That's right. He wraps that up, and then it's the next morning, and the break-in happened, right? And when they come into the office, uh, Spacey says, "Yeah, I filed your contract from. I filed your contract that you got from that guy, James Link, last night." Mm. So I was like, "How? How did that happen?" He left. Spacey left to go home. Pacino was still playing the guy in the bar, and maybe didn't close until eight, nine, ten o'clock. I guess Spacey came back and got it. Well, and he then says filed it. he says every single day of the year. He goes home to spend time with his kids. Then he comes back and he and does he all the filing contracts. and all that shit. Yeah. So and it's this the, is one the one night, that night he, didn't. he didn't. Yeah. So you can and probably, he's probably maybe covering he, his ass. But there. then but he you, told Roma that he did and he tells Price that he did. And 
Either and both of those could be just because he's lying to get shit out of his hair, or he doesn't know how to play the situation. Or he could be covering his ass because he didn't come back and do his job but like he was yeah. supposed to. Instead, he stayed home with his kids and played hooky. But that's a terrible mm. way to cover your ass because if you cover your ass and lie and say you put the contract down and it doesn't go through, you'd be like, oh, I actually didn't put the contract down. Well, you're fucking fired then. Why'd you fucking lie? I that mean, doesn't does make it, any sense. Does it? Fine. Let's assume that it doesn't make any sense <laughs> and you're 100% right. Does it ruin this fucking movie, that one thing? Because for some reason you hate this movie the now, ending and I can't also, understand it. The ending also it's fucking the most crazy thing to me. This ending, movie is like universally regarded the, as a fucking good movie. The ending also doesn't make any sense either because <laughs> at the end of the movie you find out that all their leads are bullshit. So that whole speech that yeah, they're not all bullshit. The one they, that that Lemon did, he said four months ago those people defaulted are and they just like to talk to old people. But he he gave it to Lemon again. They're old leads. And Patel came out and Pacino and everybody said Patel, Patel, Patel. Pacino got Patel, but yet they have Alec Baldwin come in and fucking be a hard ass. But yet none of their fucking leads are any good. And the that, new leads are the good ones. I know, yeah. but they're, they're saying if you don't sell on these ones that are, are shit, and this one we knew four months ago was shit, because these people defaulted and they just like to talk to people, but if you don't sell it, even though these people don't have any money, so, you're fired and you lose your fucking job. The thing about these sales and like sales like this, right? It's about if those people put down their name for information or whatever else, it's because they can be sold. They want to be sold is the, is the mindset of these people. Trust me, I've fucking been in there with these people. That's the thing. If they put their name down, they wanna be sold. So either you can't or you don't want to. It's not that it can't happen. So we will give you the leads over and over again. The Glengarry leads are the brand new ones yeah. that come from like more verifiable sources yeah. that are and a more likely person. to deal, yeah. more higher quality people, better probably vetted with their financials and stuff like that. Yeah. These other ones are older leads. Um, and that's why I said they like that one woman put her name down. She just like she just likes the attention. Or but whatever. that Kevin Spacey said four months ago, this lead yeah, we found out leads. these people had no money, so like they couldn't even if he could sell them, they couldn't afford to pay for any of their land. But he still it, gave that lead to Lemon, yeah, it, even though they they now knew those people were broke. So there, I I understand that there would be leads that are just like really hard to get. Like mm. these people keep filling forms and. They, they never expressed that much interest. So fine, you have a couple of those kicking around. It seemed like, though, what the guys were working with were leads that had, like, failed before. So even as a even as a company owner, you'd be like, we're never selling to these people. They've already defaulted twice. Whoosh. They would never do that. They would, those are, those are, they pay money for those fucking he's, leads. He they said, would give them back to okay. their people and okay. tell them, like, no, he hit said the streets until you hit He it. told Jack Lemon his lead, his sale was no good because he knew those people's financials sucked. Would default on like a dozen parcels. And he'd already, yeah. but, but he was, maybe they but, could buy one. But he was already giving him that lead again and he said they don't have any money. Yeah, They're and he broke. Might have been they just, with Lemon too, he said they, Lemon's a he did say he hated them and he gave him that he one. He said they just like talking to salesmen. So, like, so, like, and then Patel, Pacino gets Patel, and they talked about it the night night before, and they were like, "Yeah, Patel. I think the name's Patel. Those guys are. I don't have any money, or they're useless too." And then Pacino gets Patel, so it didn't make any sense and to me. Cause Dave they, says it a lot too. He's like, "These leads, we can't work. Yeah, with. I've had them before." So I'm I'm listening to what you're saying. I mean, 
That's just because it doesn't to make say do it, and it's everyone else's job to complain about it. I'm yeah, just saying. I've seen enough businesses my, poorly managed that that could actually be the case. Yeah, and so. that is 100% the case. The case. This is a shitty little business. Do you see from the outside street shot what it is? Yeah. It's like a fucking one of those little hallway stair fucking ways that leads upstairs to a shitty little office. I'm just saying it doesn't it's mean not a big it doesn't functioning. It's not Microsoft. I'm just saying it doesn't mean as much. Like for me, it has to be. It, it's you're saying it's one or the other. So he comes and he's saying the reason you no, guys are there's potentials that either of these things could exist as a possible thing you're saying this is my problem it's absolutely got to be that way or nothing i'm saying here's some solutions to that problem that could be considered well you're not letting it's me finish you whether you what i'm them. saying is is that what i'm saying is is that they make it either sound like these guys are bad salesmen or they're down on their luck or the leads are shit and they can't sell them because the leads are shit no, but the I'm leads saying, are shit i'm saying that the company would view it that way they would say these are the leads we paid for and until later when the Glengarry leads come out, because they would get new leads every so often. And the same people would come up in leads from years past to the newer leads. So like that person that signed that thing, that lady could have put her name on a thing seven years ago and she could have put her name down again. And then you would stumble across the same people that are doing the same shit because they're going to the same fucking trade shows or home shows or whatever else and putting their names down for free draws, which is exactly how these cunts get your fucking information. The only people, the only person who sold in the whole movie was Roma and he sold to a drunk guy. So no one in the movie ever ha sold any leads that were actually any good so they could keep their jobs. Over one day? That's what I'm saying. They all though. have fucking. They all have money on the board. A bunch of. Them. I know. So it's obvious that they. I'm just can, saying. I'm just saying. Right? In the yeah. movie, and they're dealing with the same leads. So the leads can be sold. You can see by the numbers on the board. Just because the one night of leads, they discuss two different names that are fucking default. That's gonna happen. I'm just too. saying. In the last half an hour of the movie, I started to feel like, yeah, you know what? Like that whole Alec Baldwin thing was bullshit because these leads are no good anyway. But that's the thing. Baldwin even says. With he said, the same leads that you guys have, I could go out tonight and make $12,000. Baldwin says that. You know why? Because that's the perspective. This is what I'm telling you. Baldwin even says exactly. Mitch and Murray, they're the top of the food chain. Right under them, Baldwin. And these guys are all fucking alpha. They're apex predator as far as fucking sales world goes, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's their job, man. That line actually is what bothers me because he couldn't sell to somebody who didn't have any fucking money. So if he's like, I could take this lead of these broke people and make $12,000 and this Patel, they don't have any money either. I could make $12,000. Okay, fine. No, you can't. Baldwin can't sell to the same fucking broke people. Yeah, yeah, but there's not just two talking, leads. He's talking like 50 leads thing. in this fucking thing. I know, but they each have two leads. So two leads of the fucking names that are bums. Big deal. They each have two leads and they all say that they're the same as the fucking Patels and the other weirdos. That's yes. all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying everybody can be sold because everyone has the same financial I would capacity. have just I'm saying I would that's have liked the company it. view and that's I, why they're given the same for, shit. For a story though, Jesus. it's more interesting if they can't sell if they can't sell because they're either having problems but it's not because they're having problems or they're not struggling. It's because they're, what they're be giving is un, you can't make money on it. I'm like, I'm putting together a mental picture because I was thinking at one point, um, maybe it is like this company is using this as an opportunity to get rid of the, the fat. They're like, we don't want these guys here if they can't get this done. We only want alphas. So we would run this, even if it meant Shelly the machine didn't get it done, he can fucking go catch on somewhere else. We don't give a shit. So you're saying it could actually be, that could actually be a plausible well, explanation like and then that is a little bit deeper and i hadn't considered that thing about them like just cutting the fat yeah but that's definitely probably part of it they are saying that the top two salesmen stay and the other three get cut yeah so i mean that's a huge exodus 
And the thing is, is that Baldwin does say I could take the same leads as you and fucking make money. And if Lemon had said, give me two more of these <laughs> leads instead of give me the Glengarry leads, I bet you Spacey would have done it. Yeah, I wonder. But instead, he wanted the Glengarry leads and he gave up on those leads. Hmm. But they didn't sound like and they we see, and we That's see, what I'm saying And we anyway. see that Roma sold one guy in a bar, but we can't assume that he's never taken any of these leads successfully yeah, through the sale. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's probably more likely that he definitely has because I bet you it's way easier to sell people that have already expressed interest in your land parcel than it is random, depressed, fucking love looking for strangers. Probably. You know what I mean? This yeah. link guy Take that's just like, instead of the cold, sorry, so. I disappointed you. Like how fucking frail is he? <laughs> right? But that's the other thing that's too. A luck. Is. That's a luck. Roma came upon that. It's like a fucking hyena seeing like two hind legs already broken on the wildebeest. You, but, he's that's, like, but that's what I mean. You know, you know when he, he's talking about his wife and he's, he's being cagey, we all know exactly where he's coming from. He doesn't even have to say it, which is great because he doesn't say it. But it makes Roma an even bigger piece of shit for what he's doing, which is trying to run out on the guy so that they can cash his fucking check. And this guy's yeah. probably going to get thrown out of his house and divorced by his fucking wife. Like, that's what I'm saying is like, why am I, why am I like, I'm not, I'm not cheering for them. I'm not watch, wanting them to go down. What am I wanting out of this, this, these, this story? Because it's an Do interesting I want them situation to and I want to see how it plays out. Yeah, it's kind of what you have to treat it as. I just, I don't know. If that works for me now, yeah, it feels. And I think I think I think weird. what you are doing is cheering against Ed Harris, and like if you consider some of the stuff in this movie, that's awesome. Like when he goes to answer that phone and the lights are there and they're like the blue and red light that's like right on top of him as he's fucking making that phone call. Yeah, like it's great. There's some fucking great shit, and I like the camera thing when it zooms in on fucking Roma as he's making the sale. It's a transformation. The whole fucking thing. He's he's fucking turning himself on and the fucking camera turns on him too. It's just a technique I wouldn't use. I just don't put like that technique. I mean, that's, that's fine. all I'm saying. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm, this isn't about you. I'm talking about the fucking movie. <laughs> it's, 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 um, I just think that these things, like there's a lot of fucking good in this movie. It's, it's, Talk about awesomely it. acted. Bring it. Yeah, I think the acting it's is awesomely stellar. acted. Even when you guys are talking, like, so the one thing that, that used to bug me was the scene where Arkin and Ed Harris are in the fucking pub talking because Arkin used to strike me there as like just didn't strike me as like very good acting yeah but this time I, I fucking really like him actually when he's talking you get the idea that he's kind of like a fucking lower down I've he's kind always of like life Arkin. has been beating him down a little bit and the way that he's like He's like, are we really talking about this thing or what are we? <laughs> you talk to him? What do you say? Yeah. Anything. The he's way he's fishing around it is fucking super interesting. Yeah. And then it, there's that little twist, the fucking that it's lemon at the end. And the, the things are there to give the indication to you that, that he might have been involved. Right. But you have to be super the, savvy the to pick the, up on the, it the performances and the performances and some of the dialogue is really good. I'm like definitely not saying that the performances and the dialogue isn't good. I'm talking about as a whole package and it's a two act because the first act is night and then the second act is day. This was obviously a two act play. They probably had an intermission in between the day and the night when mm -hmm. they were running it on Broadway or wherever they were. But like. Um, I don't I maybe it worked better as a play but I don't find that for me now it works as well as the film because of my lack of there's like there's there's no moral I don't understand the moral ambiguity ambiguity in it and I don't understand the uh, I get that everyone's trying to manipulate each other from like the moment it starts so that doesn't impress me anymore like I said I think when I used to watch it I used to be 
I used to really love how you could see uh, Harris and him, uh, Arkin, and how he was he was setting him up the whole time to get him to rob. Even at the end, he's like, well, if you don't rob it, I'll just tell him you are you knew about it and you're an accessory. And he's like, why would you do that? Because you listened. <laughs> I actually like that dialogue and I like that scene. Yeah. It For me, it's the whole, as a whole package. It's not, it's not those little tiny things that I like about the movie. It's like from the beginning to the end. Does so it you're work saying the for whole me? is less than its parts. Yeah, that we've had this in many movies before, where yeah. where we like Forty um, Year Old Virgin. There's like so many great things about Forty Year Old Virgin. Scenes, good characters, but as a whole, as a story, yeah. from beginning to middle to end, I I didn't I don't think we I think we all said that one didn't hold up. That's how I kind of feel about this one. There's lots of great little things, great little scenes, great moments, some snappy dialogue, some some fucked up shit. But like at the end of the day, it didn't kind of work for me as like one package. So like um um. Kevin Spacey gets yelled at a ton in this. Oh, and yeah. I know there's the time, animosity yeah. and conflict. So does that like kind of take away from it at the end when Roma has given him the absolutely deserved? There's Because he deserved it for messing up the play. There's a scene when Jack Lemmon is berating um, uh, Kevin Spacey. There's actually a scene where Spacey is sitting down taking it with a bit of a smile. So then I was like, they must like break each other's balls like just nonstop. Oh yeah. Like, and it, it might seem offensive to me, but I don't know. I couldn't tell you for sure what what how when what was serious when they were telling him to fuck off, and you wouldn't fucking know. And oh, the the fucking language coming out of Jack Lemmon's mouth, I love it because he's oh, like yeah. odd couple. Love the original old odd couple. I'd love to do that one because it it probably wouldn't hold up. But it, uh, just seeing him that young and then like grumpy old men and stuff like that. Him and Matho. Absolutely love, um, and I think he did a great job. So it was great to see him swearing. I think I as did. much as he did in this, but but it just I think like the end scene where Roma really rips it to Kevin Spacey would have been like mm, more if yeah. they everyone had been fucking yelling at Spacey the whole goddamn movie, yeah. foul stuff, and and then. It, even if you would use that as an excuse to feel bad for Spacey later on, um, he turns into such a squirrely like turn and shell. Not not that turn and shell is the wrong thing to do, but the way he tries to extort him um, or over the the cost of stuff and I want a percentage and and he's so desperate. Like it's just it's more of these guys. <laughs> I think that's Spacey fucking with him. It could, yeah, it could it could very well be. Um, I think I said the same thing when we were watching him, it. As, it's hard to watch. We would, so I much, said the I same thing when we were watching it because what it becomes is you become desensitized to the, the abuse that Kevin Spacey takes. And the Roma scene is when Kevin Spacey really fucks up. So if you'd have people like, you know, be a little bit mean to Kevin Spacey, but he's the office manager, so they had a level of respect for him. And then he really fucks up, which is in front of one of their clients and loses the money. And then he like unloads on him and he's like, you fucking child or whatever. Like, otherwise it it's just the same, the same, the same, the same, the same. Because Jack Lemmon goes off just as bad as fucking Al Pacino goes off See, on him. But I, I it's like, find I'm done with you. I'm fucking done with you. Yeah. I, find it's, I find it's not the same though. Because before when they're yelling at Spacey, you feel bad for Spacey. Mm -hmm. But he represents the corporation. Right, he represents yeah. a corporation, and they're all yelling at him, and you kind of feel bad for him because you're like, "That's a crazy way to speak to somebody." And John's right; <laughs> it is shocking. You, you don't you don't work in this field unless you have like thick. rhino thick skin. Like right? it'd be this and a kitchen would be about equal of telling people to go fuck themselves on a regular basis. Oh yeah, kitchen yeah. you need a fucking thick skin too. Actually, to work in a restaurant, period. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of front of house people that are soft as shit. Um, <laughs> but the thing about this is that the reason why it's different is because at the end when Roma rips into him he deserves it 
he really yeah. fucked something up. That's how I feel too. And but. and so when he rips into him there, it is spun. It's not the same because the perspective is different. So it's it's the same action maybe, but the purpose behind it and the which side of the line it stands on in terms of like correctness, I guess, is different. And for me, it's also super funny because after he finishes and he goes in the thing, Lemon goes, you are a shithead. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Kevin Spacey, though. That's, for me, I laugh every single time. I think the you only, are a shithead, I think, Spacey. I think the only thing that changes is as Spacey actually, you can see that he, he feels it more because he deserves it. There, there's another story Alec Baldwin told because when Alec Baldwin got this role, he know, he knew all those actors and some of them were his like mentors or his idols yes. that he was growing up. And he, he was talking to the director about it and he was just like, he's like, I don't really want to be like this mean to them or whatever. And, he, and he's like, think about it this way. You're not being mean to them. This is for their own good. These guys are all sucking and you're like Patton and you're trying to you're trying to like get them to be better salesmen. That's what you're trying to do. You're not trying to be mean, you're trying to give them a wake up call. And he was like, okay, yeah. He's like, okay, I can, do, I can do that. So he went in and they did that scene for three days. And at one point they were in like the makeup trailer with, um, uh, so Rob Lowe's wife was the makeup person on this. She nice. still, she did makeup for the stars mm -hmm. and she was doing makeup for Alec Baldwin. And Alan Arkin came in to the makeup room and he was in there talking and uh, he made a little joke about to Arkin and Arkin goes, got freaked out on Baldwin. He was like in here and out there, in here and out there. And he like stormed out of the makeup room. <laughs> and then uh, later on, he came to Alec Baldwin's trailer and he was like, I'm sorry, but like you're being like, it's really tough. Like what you're doing to us and stuff. It's like, I'm sorry, I lost my temper or whatever. <laughs> but apparently like. Ed Harris told Alec Baldwin that he wanted to punch him in the face like three times. It comes he almost through. punched him in the it's, face. This movie is so vicious in those one-to-ones, especially there's always that you you have the, the, um, the characters that go off for a moment in time anyway have a position of power over the other, even if that person is their boss because mm. they have the moral high ground or the, the knowledge and experience high ground. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Sonny. So like it's it's always so brutal and... Like because each of them individually is is hilarious and awesome. Like I just again, I'll say it. I love watching the machine go off and swear his ass off. It's just so different from anything I'd ever seen him do. But and and I love it at the end because and I feel that um, Spacey does know he fucked up because his reaction to Roma ripping off on him is really good. I just let him. I feel like that scene could have been even just a bit more than what it was if there hadn't been so much of the ripping on Spacey. Everybody doing it and yeah, that maybe it didn't ruin anything for like what they were trying to get across. I just. It was so much, I think Colin said it, like the desensitization of it. And then the fact that Spacey's character, like all of them, is not likable. Um, I don't maybe I noticed this like years ago. Spacey, I to be a little bit more likable than everybody. I, I a little found bit softer. I, I, he's, he's the family yes, man. I found him likable. an extortionist. And I sided well, the with extortion him. shit again is like, I think he's fucking with Lemon. Even in the car when he's like, he's like, the money. And he's like, up front. Like, he's obviously fucking with them. He knows Lemon doesn't have money. Right? I mean, I, I, I like Spacey more more at times than I, I don't like him. But at the end, I don't know. I mean, he comes off like at the end with the way he treats Lemon. Yeah. I don't know. But he should because Lemon just uh, fucking I know. Lemon just self-righteously ripped, ripped into all. him. I hate so them all. So when he gets a chance I, I, I hate, to I hate feed them him all back, too. I, I hate that. them all too. So when I go to buy a car or something else, I know that the person on the other end of the counter is going to try and be selling me something. I get mm -hmm. that. 
And when I'm shopping, I much prefer the soft sell, like get to know what I want and then find me something that works and even like tell me that there's nothing there for me and send me on my way if that's what's best or send me across the street if that's what's best for me. It's rare you find it once in a while. And so I hate with a passion the pressure sale people because all I can think about is how they prey on the elderly, all the telemarketing schemes that are going on right now are all, all set that way. So I'm, I'm like vicious against these guys yeah, in my mind already. Like and, and there's not a single one on that team. And you couldn't in this industry, I get it, but there's not a single one on that team who carries like morals even close to mine. It's all, and not they all like are looking to steal and do whatever it takes. And I, the hard sell, yes. Like surely... Um, his eight, eight contracts, eight parcels that he sold. And once he finds out it's not going to go through, he's not like plotting to like make it stick. He realizes it's going to get walked back or whatever. But I think some of the other guys would like absolutely do what it takes to like, get the money through and lie, cheat and steal until they what, get it. What, it, what it is. Well, and you see that with Roma. Exactly. But the, what it is, yeah. is that they, they do, they don't do in this movie that they, they found out afterwards with characters like Tony Soprano or Swearingen. Because these are all anti-heroes, but the only thing yeah. is they're not heroes. They're all just anti. Because the anti-hero, like a Tony Soprano, at the end of the day, are uh, are Breaking Bad, uh, whatever his name is, yeah, and Jesse. At the end of the day, they're yeah. always there's always a part of them that's trying. Like Tony's trying to be better. That's why he's going to therapy. He's trying to be a better husband. He's trying to be a better father. He's not most of the time. He fails. <laughs> but like the same with Swearingen and stuff. Like well, Lemon is. Busting his ass, trying to make money for it. I know, but it's just through that phone, that so he's empty phone on the other end in those calls. That it's not enough to. Um, it's not a. It's the not movie enough is a to ground you. Short movie, and it takes place in a relatively few. Scenes well, they have no setup for any play, of these right? characters. It just starts right. It really just and which is like would make sense for a play as well. It's like I get that he has someone sick. His daughter is sick, and, and and you know, and his wife maybe isn't well in the head. I get it. I it it's just I don't care as much. I guess is the distinction. I know it's there. I know why he's doing. It's like justified. Everything his character does. I get it. I'm like, yep, makes sense. He needed it. He needed the cash. So he would rob the place. Um, it's just, I don't like him. I don't, I don't like him either. I don't like, any of I, them. I don't I like him either. But if you look at it from the angle, and this isn't an angle Alan that I Arkin, before, maybe but if you look I like. at I do because Alan Arkin's the one who doesn't steal. He does. But Alan he Arkin's the, maybe the only moral. He center. was gonna do it. Well, no, he did. I don't think he was. He ever was never going gonna to, do though. it. He he's, was gonna entertain the idea. Soft. I guess. Yeah. I think as fantasy. Well, actually, yeah. he was in until Ed Harris was like, "You're doing it." He was because uh, if Ed Harris I'm had been it? like, "We'll do it together," I bet Arkin would have been like, "Maybe." Okay. Yeah, I do. Anyway, I don't know. I, it's so fine, Arkin, but uh, he's the one we know even less than the others. <laughs> That's um, true. <laughs> He's the only know the least. Um, okay, what? You I was like? just gonna say it's just it's to me it's just a story that happens. It's almost like watching, yeah. like, uh, like a bunch of vicious predators rip each other apart for yeah. a kill. Kind yeah, of. and I, to me, and to me, that, that like can be an interesting. Though. But it's way yep. more interesting than that. It's way deeper. It's like there's so many characters and so many like different intricacies of those characters and it's like subtly pulled off and not subtly pulled off sometimes depending on the person or character right then there's also this like theft and the whole fucking thing with that and like the the guy coming back and then like re needing to resell him and like it's a lot of it's it's the thing is is that it's a play and plays are different yeah. and it's a play translated and i feel like it is translated pretty fucking well to this but i like plays and i acknowledge that they're different than movies and tend to have different formats to get the story going and get all that shit happening because i mean you're limited right mm. so i feel like this is a representation of that on screen and 
I think that's what they are going for too. I don't think they. I know he wrote that one extra scene, but I don't think he was trying to rewrite this for to become a movie. He was. He wanted. They wanted to make the the play into a movie. Yeah, to which me, I guess I just that I is hate a problem the idea sometimes. That anything needs these things. Like we always oh, no. need. A, we always need someone to cheer for a hero. Like yeah. I understand the premise is the fucking and the, the proper structure that they say of a lot of things. Like you start here, you need to identify with your hero so that like blah 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 blah. Right. Yeah. I understand all that, but I don't know why some things can't just be an interesting study of a scene or like a story. Like this, this thing happened at this place and there's a bunch of fucking assholes in there. You should see how crazy it is. Yeah. Check it out. I'll give you a good example of a movie that does as a character study and does do this. And we all love it is Pulp Fiction. And it does exactly this. You get to see the day in the life of a couple of people. But once again, you like so interested and locked in to those people and you want them all to succeed. Some of them die in the middle of the fucking movie. Yeah. But at the end of the, and then they come back at the end. It that it's just, and it's the themes and I stuff. I feel really like the in the eighty. Well, that was a character study. If if anything's a character study, like I mean, Honey Bunny and. But uh, I mean, but I mean, just because like, you could do this whole thing a bunch of different fucking ways, right? You could have. I, I I don't think they did anything wrong, and I think in the eighties, this I just feel like this was more revolutionary and groundbreaking. Like it, I don't like it because I and I, it's not that I don't like it. I don't think it holds up. I think this is the perfect example of why we talk about to these me, things. Is that, not the, is that it doesn't hold up because over like, over no? Because I, I like the forty-year-old virgin, but it doesn't hold up. That's that's what my point is. I don't hate this movie. I, I don't think it's a bad movie, and I understand why it was so coveted and talked about. But over the last thirty some years, when this play from when the play was made, I feel like it. It has lost its uh, its power because um, storytelling has changed, and this doesn't really seem as relevant anymore, and doesn't seem to work as well anymore from what we've seen since the '80s. That's all. And um, you were like what you were just saying before. Like I don't think we're saying it can't work. It just on this particular viewing. But around, I mean, I think that this is very well done. So my my whole thing yeah. is like, if this isn't work for you guys then i think that this just as like this will never work for you uh, this like you need you need someone to cheer for you need your hero you need the you, whole fucking vanilla you thing. need you need to you need to have someone you missionary to, you need someone to you need to have some no characters girl for you boys <laughs> give it to me straight on so i could see you in I special need, underwear i need to be interested in something and um i like a lot of the scenes i like all of the acting um, I just, I don't know. Like it was really weird watching this time. I have such huge, great memories of this movie. Um, and if I wanted to, to like do, um, do a, a, like highlight acting and like, especially like people interacting with each other. And this movie is like tops for people yelling in other people's faces and it look all looking and, and being believable. Like when Baldwin is like rubbing his shit in, in Ed Harris's face and Ed Harris is like laughing and reacting and then Baldwin gives him another little quip just to fucking put him over the top saying like foul stuff that really like call like their their livelihood, their ability to do their livelihood into question. Like all that stuff is great. It's just the the interesting thing to me, like I needed to like someone or care about someone. I didn't really care at the end of the day how this shook out. If they all went to jail or if they all did it or if they all didn't do it or if they all sold it didn't matter to me that's like what he's saying i didn't i didn't care if they were succeeding or failing and no, what I, they were I, doing i get that <clears throat> yeah totally i feel that way too i think you're meant to cheer for levine more than you end up 
I think he's meant to be more of a compassionate character. I think he could have been. Yeah. Yeah. And he could have been more. You're totally right because it does play off. Like there is nobody. And I do feel like he's like, he's obviously the fucking protagonist. Right. I think so too. Yeah. He's he's the only guy that has any backstory really. Right. He's and he's like the minute that they give them the speech and tell them what's up. Levine is like making calls and early on he's making calls. He's a hustler, right? He works hard. Like that part of him, that part of him. And, and you know, his act is creative and, and totally old school. Going into it like again his robot voice. Well, but and he's, he's smart, good at what but he, he does. Lie, uh, like he, I guess not, he does. Yeah, he does he, yeah, lie. no, he does. He and, does. But he, does he lie? Does but, he lie? But some of it's acceptable though. to make the sale. I get what he's doing. The yeah. most realistic scene for me was when he went to that guy's house and that guy realized why he was there, and then that guy tried to get rid of him. Yeah, and I felt go. so. And he was like, "Oh, well, we'll go. We'll take my car." And he's like, "No." And he's like, "Yeah, we'll pick her up. I haven't met her. I'd love to meet her." And and I was just like, yeah, I felt so, it's so, oh, so uncomfortable. And that oh, guy was just like, was no. He was going to go to the in-laws. He's like, yeah. all right, this time we'll make it exceptional. We'll go to the in-laws. We'll, we'll share the deal with them. He's like, we'll yeah. give them a package yeah. too. It, it, it's like, I'm actually, like Pacino got an Oscar nomination for this movie. I don't know why Lemon didn't, because I thought Lemon Lemon's great. Pacino's this. great. Lemon like, is Pacino so Pacino is good. absolutely great. Lemon's character needs more subtleness i think uh it needs it needed something for me something to get me behind him and keep me there and, I, and just the, the 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 i don't know the family thing you don't want any more people in this this is a play so uh, well and the thing is too i think sorry i cut you no off. no I, I think no go ahead i'm gonna i i apologize i um to me it gets confusing because if they had mentioned the sick daughter any more times you guys would be complaining about being beaten over the head with it and this time it's really subtle. They express that there's a need there. He's got something that he, there's something that he wants desperately and he needs it because he's got a sick person in his life. He's got a very obvious target and he pursues it and he does it subtly. They put it in the movie. They show you what you need to know and then they move forward with it and he continues hustling and schmarming and doing whatever the fuck he's got to do. I mean, that guy works until... That guy's not afraid to knock on your door at 11 o'clock it's, at night to try yeah, to sell you a parcel you're, of you're, land. Yeah. But that's why but that, the thing is that any more of it and you'd be on the other side no, of the No, and fence. you're right, but that's why it doesn't hold up for me is because I just watched Moneyball the other day and they don't have his daughter in the movie that much. But like, I feel the relation, the scene where his daughter plays the guitar and he realizes how talented he is, she is and he puts his hand over his mouth and he can't believe that his daughter is did what she just did in front of him. I'm instantly bought into his relationship with his daughter. Those empty on the other end phone calls don't don't work for me. And you know what I mean? That just this time, that shit didn't work for me at all. I didn't feel any connection between him and his daughter. I, I when he, even at the end when he says "my daughter," I'm with Kevin Spacey. I'm like, who gives a shit? Like, I don't fucking care about you. I don't know your daughter. I don't know your relationship with your daughter. I just know she's in the hospital or something. I don't. I don't know anything. You need a pet or something. You're. you're see, Brent. Brent was right. Like they. They. They put it in. They established his daughter. I guess I just didn't connect with it, and I don't know why. Like it's, it's, it's not that it writing. wasn't put there. It's, it's the that writing. it just didn't. Like so. Here's what I like. It if the movie, if the movie opened with Lemon at his daughter's bedside, and then he gets called in to go to meeting, and then it goes to the there you booth go. To you show just talking, fixed it. Would that that maybe for me would have given me that impact to show him like kiss her forehead? So you know, deep down, he's tender. It would have had to be more than again, that. But this yeah. is like. We're not I doing know. locations. No, right? but you no, don't. No, 100%, 100%. I'm just saying you do some rewrites. He rewrote it for the Alec Baldwin thing. No, no, just, no. Yeah, I'm not saying it can't yeah, be improved. You have a hospital scene. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, like, if you would have seen the interaction between him and his daughter, 
Also, he, how old is his daughter? Because <laughs> how old was he in this? Yeah. What, do you stop caring about your kids? No, no, but I'm just, I'm just when wondering. When they hit 30, that, no, that's, that's more the assumption a, you make. Yeah, I always saw her as a little as a kid. Little kid. Yeah. I always saw her as a little kid, even watching it this time. But you know what? She probably wasn't. She was probably an adult. She could be in her 40s. <clears throat> yeah, probably. <laughs> it, doesn't change, like it doesn't change anything. You know what? It could have been something. his granddaughter or something. I mean, you could have, once again, these are things you could have done in the Wii Wait where, where you had him and her interact in uh the hospital room and stuff in like in the, he 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 makes or something or so you just need it's, something it, to because he just feel just like saying you have a daughter capture the the thing though right and yeah like no because sure. the cast is the cast yeah. right yeah and all of a sudden you got a daughter now right and well then, he already like, had one yeah yeah no, I'm, but i'm saying you like have a daughter playing somebody else in the movie then you're interacting with a different person that's because the thing is that this is like everyone that's in this movie. It's a fishbowl, yeah. Is yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Don't like disagree. the daughter again, kind of removes that aspect of it, right? And then the hospital scene again is a departure from. Yeah. I think what like what obviously is the. I just think you could interpretation of of Broadway. You could have probably film, got right? rid of the daughter, and I would have had the exact same feelings about Levine. Uh, struggling as a guy who was just trying to hustle and he was having yeah, bad he luck. Yeah, to and have something to struggle for. Right? I'm just saying they didn't do it enough that it mattered to me if he had those phone calls. If he took oh, those you. phone calls out, I would have felt the same way at the end. I hear you. Isn't no, it could be improved. Isn't it interesting? Um, like comic book movies, the first comic book movies that came out, the, the directors and creative team tried to like recreate that panel look and feel, the over-the-top animation and drawings. Like the first Batmans were... And and um, what's his name? Schumacher's Batman's. They're all like the crazy weird sets. Like you almost feel like it was a the the comic book style brought to life. And what we've learned, I think, over the years, uh, what Hollywood has learned anyway, is that it needs to look and feel like a regular movie. Just have the action heroes in it more integrated mm. for that feel. And so I just I wonder, and maybe what I said isn't true. It's just something that ran through my head right now. Um, bringing a play to a movie screen has got to be such an interesting thing to take on because. You'd want to be loyal to the story, but how much of it do you like keep in the style of the play for that purpose? Like it's only we can only have these two locations because that's all they have in the play. Like we couldn't throw in anything else or more characters or anything. And again, you wouldn't want to stray too far. I, I don't even know where I'm going with this, except to say that must be a really, really difficult job to to, to I, do it. I would disagree with that, though. Oh, if, hey. you, if you look at novels, immediately. If, yeah, yeah. Well, if you look at novels and stuff, yeah, <laughs> because because any any good novel that was adapted from a novel to a movie, Silence of the Lambs, Fight Club, was not loyal to the subject matter. Yeah. They yeah. took this a script. A novel. No, but I'm just saying you took the That's source the material, idea. but it's the same guy. No, I know, but I'm saying you take the source material and then you write it as a movie. So Fight Club was not exactly the same as the book. Silence of the Lambs was changed for the screen. So you take the play and you mm. write it as more, it's more cinematic, not a play. But that's the creative that decision. Me, like, no, I know it is the creative yeah. decision. I'm just saying I've seen more times than not. Um, uh, another movie would be the Canadian movie. Uh, Canadian Bacon? No, uh, the, one, uh, that, the one with the uh, bus crash. Uh, a oh. sweet hereafter. Oh. Once again, they completely change that story for the screen. Anytime I see people try to stay really close to the source material, um, uh, Lord of the Rings, it's not as good. Jesus Christ! In movie, what do your elf eyes see? Stab me in the urethra. I'm just. That's what I'm saying. But because <laughs> yeah. they tried Fuck to stay, hard to such pull a fan that of those off. books. I know. Because they tried to stay true to the source material, and that's what I think was was maybe was the problem. Watching this now, years later. 
that they maybe they shouldn't have tried to make it a play that they shot with film cameras. They should have rewritten it for the screen. I, mean, I think the biggest difference, though, between those <clears throat> those examples that you had was that the guy that wrote this. It's, so first of all, it's not a novel, right? Interpreting a novel into screen would be different. Um, and also, it's the same guy that wrote the the play that turned it into a screenplay. Yeah. So his vision would be more in line with what his vision used to be. And I, I can't say that maybe the 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 goal of this feels like it was to maintain oh, yeah. that feel. Oh, that's yeah. very, very obvious. Right? I agree, 100%. Yeah. yeah, but what you're saying is like you make it more cinematic, but I think that's that's what they were trying to not do. No, no, I think we're just saying that you can. It's just, oh, of course you can. And so like a comic book to the screen, a, a novel to the screen, a graphic novel to the screen, a play to the screen, like you'd have to make the decision as the creator or even if you did both. Where am I going to like put this pendulum? Am I going to totally embrace movie and just use the ideas and elements of the story, which I think works really well for novels? Because I agree it's harder for novels, particularly if you stick too close to the subject matter. It books can do so much more plays meander so much too. more books plays have but so much more content and backstory yeah right books, so you need to cut right more. like like game of thrones perfect example they made it into a series and they still couldn't fit in half the shit that's in the books oh yeah the books are insane for where they go they're I'm not going to talk about that anymore thousand <laughs> but, pages each so i think all i wanted to say was that there's just there's challenges along each of the way yes he made the decision to keep this very close to the original play and my mind will just wonder like is there a movie that i would like more if you took a little bit of the Hollywood creative license and like give you the chance to spend some time with characters out of the fishbowl mm. a little bit, maybe develop the, him into something else and give like seeing possibly. Spacey with his family maybe would take some of the edge off him rather than him just saying it, seeing Lemon with his um, sick daughter and his like his, his wife maybe, maybe would just give me a little bit more into those characters. And then my, my personal preference in this day and age maybe would be to smooth some of the edges of those people just so that the moments when you do give it to them fucking is really deserved and you as the audience are getting up there. Yeah, because... Then you have a stale... Maybe you do. A, maybe right? you do. This is maybe a two-act thing too, right? Which is also like non-typical, very typical for plays and non-typical for yeah. movies. Yeah. And I feel like that first act could have been a setup of these characters. I'm, I, I, don't, I, I think what they did was fine and it was... They had they took an amazing play and they made a movie that was also critically critically yeah. received. So critically received play, critically received movie. I'm yeah. just saying it doesn't hold up today. That's all I'm and, saying. And for no, you, no, no, I know. And, and for me, yeah. just yeah, personally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. Yeah. And the thing is, I have to confess, like I had said to Colin the other because I watched this. How how we started doing this was I just thought of this movie the other day, and so I bought it and watched it. I bought it too. And then I was excited, <laughs> so I told you guys. I was like, oh, I fucking watched Glengarry the other night. And you guys were like, oh, we should do that. And I couldn't get together with you and you guys watched it. And then Colin and I talked the other day and I was like, man, I wish I could have watched that with you. And he was like, yeah, I don't think you would have wanted to. And that <laughs> brought so much fire into my stomach oh, from no. that day that I was like, how dare you? <laughs> so I've come with a little extra vitriol yeah, today because that's awesome. Because you're passionate about this one. I like it, man. Yeah. I like this movie. Call to it. me, I'm gonna fuck it. To me, Do it holds it. up. And fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Hey. It holds up. Wow. It's. I like this I movie. I love this the shit. fucking actors. I like it. Maybe I feel more attached to the content because I've I've worked for these fucking places, and like yeah. I'm not the type of guy that can work at these places because to me, if I'm selling you something that passionately and forcefully, 
I need to think it's the cure for cancer. Mm. Otherwise, I'm never gonna make you put your money where you don't want to. It's why I fucking washed out of the vacuum sales thing. Because the second that you put me on a fucking doorstep and have me like trying to put my foot in the fucking door and squeeze my way into your house so I can fucking sell you a exorbitantly priced back two to three thousand dollar vacuums, um, and and then if you say no, then I have to call my fucking manager and then he's got to fucking talk to you and do all the rest of this shit. Like it, it is oh, man. gross, but yeah. these people exist and I've been around them. Yep. And so to me, I guess it feels more realistic. Whereas to you, it feels like hyperbole sometimes, I guess the characters, to me, it feels like people I've met and, and you're right. This probably doesn't exist anymore, which is why I think probably it's a little bit more of a fucking, um, a period piece now, right? It's mm -hmm. definitely that. Old cars, pay phones, fucking, you know, this Cadillac kind of Eldorados. Cadillac Eldorados, steak knives being a thing. <laughs> and that's okay. And I mean, I don't think that, that hurts it. I don't think that knives. it's a period piece because we've watched movies, lots of movies that feel like a period piece now uh, over time. And so yeah. I don't think that hurts it as bad as some of the other things I didn't like about it, but this is my time. Oh, I'm okay. Sorry. <laughs> you go ahead. I'm just kidding. I'm, I, I think it holds up and a little interesting side note in the most current, um, Broadway revision of this Pacino actually plays uh, Shelley Levine. <gasps> and I, ha I, I was looking for clips of it cause I wanted to see it. Yeah, I saw found, a clip. You found one. I found a clip. It's tough to find those. But it's the clip where um, where Ed Harris and fucking Roma are yelling at each other right after Ed Harris gets out of the the investigation room from being yeah. talked to by the cops. Yeah. And he's like, "Well, fuck you!" And he's like, leaves out of there. Yeah. What are you, fucking friend to the to the every man or whatever? <laughs> that so that's the scene I saw. So all I saw was Pacino sitting at a table yeah. quietly being Levine, never saying anything. And uh. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you make a sale. That would be this really whole good place to see. smells like your shit. I would uh, I would definitely go see this on, on stage. Oh, it would be yeah. incredible 100%. to see with the and with to the see talent. these performances, yeah. 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 I yeah, want yeah. David Harbour. Is it David Harbour? The guy that played Hellboy last? Yeah. He's in it now, isn't David he? Harbour is the one of the guys in there and the guy from you know the guy with the slick back hair that was in Boardwalk Empire, and then he's in everything else after that. He's like he's like the Italian-looking guy. Oh, Jimmy, the guy with the slick back hair that he's kind of kind of talks. He's like a Jimmy. Fuck, yeah. I wish I could remember no, his name. No, no, I know his name too. He's in he's in some other stuff, some comedies and stuff. He's a, he's a great actor. Ant Man, he's the dad, and Ant Man, the father-in-law. Fuck, father -in -law. fuck. Uh, I think you're thinking of someone else, maybe. Oh, maybe I am. Ma no, maybe. No, I think I'm right. You anyway. Go, you go, John. Uh, all right. Well, um, yeah, I, this one was a confusing one for me this time. I had such great memories, held it in really high regard. I realize now that I really I really got into the actors' performances across the board. Um, and it's just, it's enamoring. They're so engaging every time they get into it, and there's so much fat to chew here. Um yeah, that's the guy, Bobby. Bobby Cannavale. Bobby, Bobby Can of Peanuts. Um, <laughs> sorry. That's what I'll call sorry him. Sorry about that. That'll uh, be easy to remember. So sorry, don't kill me. Um, but unfortunately, like just because, I don't know, I wanted someone to like. I wanted something to like, some good outcome. But this was just shit across the board. And the performances uh, just couldn't couldn't do it enough. I, I would go see this play, especially with the cast we just described. I think this would make That'd a, be amazing. a fantastic yeah. play. Um, I, I just wish there had been a little bit more license taken with it to turn it into a movie. Um, and I could have liked it more. So I guess for that reason, I just don't hold it in the same regard as I did. Um, and if like it would come down to, hey, do you want to watch this or The Matrix? I don't know. I'm, that's maybe not the right two to pick that's from. A bad but this was your first watch, though. 
would you have been like, that was a good movie? I don't know. I don't know. Because I think we've all seen it a lot. Yeah, I've seen this movie multiple times. I, every time I saw it before this, I really liked it. But like, it's been fourteen or fifteen years, and then now it just lost its luster, which is I, which I, is the hold up thing. Oh no, right? no, no totally I know. Allowed. Yeah, You're totally allowed. I'm, lost, just, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to pick an angle it where you guys a, can like it again. It lost I like parts of it. Me. I do like parts of it, and I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. This does a lot of things better than a lot of movies do. But yeah. um, I respect Mammoth too. It's not what it was for me ten years ago. Yeah, that's that's about as simple as I can. Yeah, and it. I mean, I've already said it doesn't, doesn't hold, hold up, up, but I respect Mamet. I mean, I respect Mamet. I respect the the awards this movie received as a play and as as a, a feature. Like, I'm it's not one of those movies where I'm like, this shouldn't have won. And these performances, it's the at the time, absolutely, I think they probably this was like blew people away. I mean, that's the whole thing of the hold up well, again. That Baldwin is, thing alone would have blown. Yeah, away. yeah. like love the that Baldwin whole scene. scene and I like love this it. behind the scenes stories and stuff. Yeah. Once again, there's like there, this is this is not a bad movie. It just doesn't hold up for me. Is, this, is all it is. Yeah. And I do think it would have been. I I do. It does bother me that they don't take a stance. I I really would have if if I if I was like writing this, I would have either chose that those leads were good. And they could sell, but they were sucking, or that those leads were no good and no one could sell them. But yeah. they kind of try and make it both, and I feel like there needed to be a choice made on that. I kind yeah. But the leads are but like I'd, fifty different slips of names. The way so Brent, some of them are good. And some I just of them yeah. Mean, the way Brent in talked about the, that in the it, microcosm of yeah, what yeah. it was. I would have liked it better too. The way Brent described it tonight, with that they would just be given those leads and expected to produce, and that's the way that business would. If go. Kevin Spacey hadn't I, said, I, I, "I can buy it now," I if, just if the Patel thing, and then Kevin Spacey hadn't said that he he wrote those guys off four months ago because they could not pay for anything but it was still giving Levine that lead and then and then expecting that Levine because like that's a terrible business model it's like these people can't afford to buy our stuff go out and talk to them about buying our stuff it's just like what the thing about this business model is these guys aren't making salary I know it's just I guess yeah. it's just They're more of a story thing not sell. a maybe yeah. in reality that's pot that is totally exactly how it works but uh for me story-wise it seemed like it kind of it kind of what do you call it? It uh, negated what was going on, and yeah. so, I, so I was just like, eh. Yeah, but I mean, oh, that, could be made for sure. Yeah, yeah. One last thing for me um, is something that stood out that I didn't like as much was when um, Spacey catches Lemon, um, catches the machine at the end. How did you know the contracts were like whatever? that was a pretty thin thing to catch and Levine just could have been like what you fucked up the play and Pacino was pissed I just assumed you did right Levine that actually plays that off really well he tries but like Spacey sees through it and yeah. just the way he keeps driving at it I was like no way anybody would have picked up on that and if they did and Levine played it off the way he did he would have like let it alone but I, he knew I to kind keep of thought pushing. that way too but it, just, it did seem thin. I thought. I thought. If I don't know, maybe it should have been more obvious. Or especially not. if I Levine was the machine. This point, so. Maybe Levine's losing it. But especially since Levine was the machine, he should have been able to turn that 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 little mistake. He should have been able to turn that around. But he crumbled very but I mean, quickly. It's not that thin. Like Spacey said, 364 days of the year, he's back there filing that contract. The one night that he doesn't is the night that Shelley Levine confidently makes that mistake. Like that would never happen. But you would never say that. You would be so programmed to never say that because that is never the reality. Levine's so when he says lying. that, he absolutely gives it away. But Levine says you don't lie unless it helps. That's all he said. 
<clears throat> he that was it. That's what he got all of that off of. He like put all that together off. You never lie if it doesn't help. Yeah, but he's like, like he, was done, but he didn't know it was a lie. I know, but he's talked so much shit. But he said, <laughs> but that, that's not talking. He doesn't. <clears throat> so he's very careful about what he says. He says there that that was a lie. Yeah, and Spacey's and, like, how did you know it was a lie? And it would have never been a lie. Like you, I would never call. I would never say something like that was so obviously a lie. Like. That's see, never the reality. I, so he would never make that misstep any other day unless he knew. So for space, he would be like, how would you know that? But you because, would never say that if you didn't know. But because Roma blew up and knew that it wasn't, that it was a bad lie, couldn't Levine have just said, I was just like playing on the situation. Obviously, Roma was pissed because you lied and fucked up. Yeah, that's how I felt too. Mm. Me and John both felt that way. We were like, how do you fucking piece that together? I mean, that doesn't so make I guess, sense, does it? He was getting screamed at by I don't like know, that's everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it does, it's not that big anyway, of a deal. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just defending the decision. I'm yeah, like, I'm, and, I'm and not not now. passionately from a place of like I need this to be true. Just from like a place of like to me, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you guys can be wrong however many times you want to be. We'll this try. Is, we'll try. Let's set down. some records. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. probably discredits Damn, me. Awesome. I was just going to say, anybody who wants to listen to Rush Hour should go listen to because, it. It's a good one. It's a good episode. It's a good episode. It's a really good it's episode. It's a good episode. But I mean, yeah. you have to think about, so like, what's your defining moment of like, what is, how do you define holds up, right? Like, and the thing is that the music, Colin, the music in the credits, John was like, what's with these fucking credits yeah. in this music? I'm not talking about this. I'm talking I know, about but when he said that, of when up. he yeah. said that, I started getting worried. I was like, oh, these, this what's is. a little bluesy shit. Yeah. And I was Why like, do you hate yeah, that? I don't know. I don't know that in the titles and the train little, going by. I was just like, yeah. Oh, the train, all that <laughs> shit. I like that. Yeah. I'd probably identify with it more if I had seen the play before this, because oh, I'm, I'm sure that's a big part. I'm sure that's a big part is they're like, everything's dark. And they show flashing lights going by for the train, it's and like it's a big raining. thing. Yeah, like the F train. It just, it's so it, I'm, uh, uh, because I'm not close to the play that it didn't really do much for me on the front end. Um, yeah, I mean I wasn't close to the play either. Whatever, whatever. Um, All right. But yeah, the thing I was saying is like, what do you define as hold up, right? Because it, your line has to be a personal choice. So, like for yeah. you, Colin, obviously, your line is like the movie's got to be like ninety five percent or better to hold up. <laughs> That's not true. And to me, often, it's like, was this good when it came out? And I was probably way younger and had fucking way softer taste. So, yeah. Yeah. And then I watch it again now. Do I like it? Yeah. Yeah. That's obvious. And maybe it fucking holds up. It's, it's, and sometimes that's not enough. Because sometimes the shit is too much. But I guess it's I guess it's a sliding scale. This I is what, like yeah, it is. The forty-year-old virgin is the perfect example of this. Forty-year-old virgin, I still will watch that today, and I laugh and I laugh. But it does it it because he did not make any choices, and he threw all of the paint at the canvas, and then was like, "I just throw all the paint on it," and he didn't make ch specific choices of how he was going to tell the story. That, in my opinion, that script in that movie does not hold up. I'll watch this movie again. For sure. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, saying it doesn't hold up. You enjoy 40-year-old virgin. So why wouldn't that hold up? I why enjoy the you? performances in this too, though. But holding up should be but like, if we're telling people like this movie holds up, that should be like, go watch it. For me. And if it doesn't hold up, don't waste your time. For me. Right? No, that's it. No, there's like some. Like Titanic. 
don't waste your time. Oh, that, that doesn't hold up. It's not See, normally we are pretty much in line on a lot of stuff. We we are. It's often. rare we have the one-offs like um, that stupid vampire fucking Lost Boys bullshit. Oh, you're so fucking wrong right? on that. Right. So this is what it's about. I, this I like is it another better close when we don't all this agree. Is, this it's, is another. Yeah, it's, it's much more interesting. I'm not, I'm not so trying to preach that we should all we agree. I'm just I'm talking about the, the decision yeah. criteria. We've the way I do it is I reflect back on a like how hugely this movie was received but not to so I can judge it based on that merit it just it kind of puts it in the right frame of mind for how I felt about it at the time and then I watch it again and if it still brings back a lot and still like has a lot of the things that I kind of judge a movie on which these days is it, just the more and more reviews we do I like movies that have story a good story oh, with totally. some kind of structure and it can stray from that and still be really interesting but overall, it it does. It just comes down to a feeling at the end of the day. It's not. It can't even be about rewatchability uh, or anything like that. It's it's if it's if it's like within ninety to ninety five percent of what I had felt about it years ago, something like The Matrix, something like Shawshank Redemption was great. Will always be great. Will be timeless. Um, this one, I don't know. On on this particular day for. A lot of the reasons we discussed, I, I saw a lot of things and my mind maybe was in the wrong mindset and I was like being extra critical perhaps, but mm. um, it just, I noticed, I noticed it. And, and when it was is, done, I was like, I'm not feeling like, hey, everything was resolved. Something happened that I can get behind and agree with. It was like, everyone's a piece of shit. This guy's going to jail. This place got robbed. The two scumbags that own it. Maybe Ricky will get a Cadillac Eldorado, but he just gets people drunk. And steals from them and lies to them. And the machine, like, is going to prison. And, yeah, he has a sick daughter, but he committed, like, felony. So, <laughs> Yeah, he's and, a felon. And he's sure. a total yeah, so, dick to Kevin Spacey. So, too. for that reason, I I, there, I wish there had been some kind of centering something. Kevin Spacey's character could have been, like, the guy that you hate, but, like, kept to his principles. Well, and, no, and, and I see all that stuff. Like, even the amount of hate they have for Kevin Spacey, like, you don't really know why they just fucking hate him. Yeah, yeah, I feel that and, just hate and him. And if it was breaking his balls all the time, if that's what it was always about, and it was just a, like, a, I don't want to say macho in a, a negative way, but like if it was all the guys, like this guy doesn't know the sales thing. He's a yeah. manager, but he, d- so we'll just give him the shit. Like, hey, fuck you, man. And then they're like, yeah, fuck you too. Yeah. That That's fine. But this seemed like personal attacks and vicious. And, and when we watch yeah. movies and we always talk about it, when we watch them for hold up, we always have a very critical eye on them. So when a movie, oh, no, when a movie holds up, it's, we're looking at it in a way where if it holds up, it fucking holds up, yeah. right? It's just like, because I was, you know, I was, we're going after the movie when we watch it. We're like, what the fuck is wrong with this movie? And then, and like Princess Bride, it's like, yeah, nothing's wrong nothing. with this fucking movie. That movie just fucking I can't understand through, every man. word that Andre the Giant says. Like, shut up. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. And that's like a minor speed bump. If, if that's not even not a speed even, bump, no, it's, it's endearing. Not, it even, yeah, it exactly. makes him better and more believable because <laughs> yeah. he's a real giant. But yeah, he doesn't he, speak just plain doesn't English, right? Yeah. English. So, like, who cares? He's a massive man and will crush your skull. Thank you. Yeah, Thank, he can say whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, look, this is a really interesting one. Uh, I think we've got to kill it for now. But um, I, I think what you're hearing here is that there's some controversial opinions um, and we're having some dissidents in the group. And that's great. Um, that's why we do this. Let's like get, get the conversation out there. So go and check Conflict, it out. Um, baby. It's worth it. It's worth it for the acting. And see if you think that this was a play uh, appropriate, appropriately put to the big screen and, and did it keep the, the best parts of the play or